You're listening to the Real Recovery Radio Podcast, hosted by health coaches Kat Peters and Rebecca Bateson. New episodes air every Monday on iTunes, SoundCloud, and catpeters.com. The Real Recovery Radio Podcast and the information discussed therein is not to be used as treatment or diagnostic purposes or as a substitute for professional medical advice. If you'd like to write into the podcast with questions, stories, or comments, please do. We can be reached at realrecoverypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy today's episode. Hey, Rebecca. Hey, Kat. How's it going? Good. I'm really excited because this is our ninth episode. So next week we'll be at double digits. We'll be like a grown up. Oh my gosh, we're growing up so fast. I know. <laughs> it's weird to think about it, honestly. Like nine weeks we've been doing this. I, I remember like discussing it right when, probably what, back in October or something? Yeah, I sent you a message on Instagram or something like that because your cousin Emily was like, hey, you guys are doing the same thing. And I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while and I knew we were both in the same nutrition school. So I was like, let's, let's you know. YOLO. (laughs) It's interesting that we met through social media because our topic today is about social media and recovery. Awesome. So, well, before we get into this week's topic, we want to everyone, let everyone know that we have a Facebook page now that you can go to and get more information and updates outside of our Instagram and our Twitter and our blogs. Or maybe you only have Facebook and you don't have other social media. And this is a place where we'll post links about our blogs as well as show notes and articles and things like that that have to do with recovery. And actually, that announcement is kind of has a little do with what we were, like what we mentioned we're doing this week as a topic for the podcast, which is social media while in recovery. Uh, this show will be a little more conversational where we talk about different social media platforms and, we, and how we feel about them in terms of the content and the recovery communities on them. Right. For our listeners, I think it's important for our listeners to remember that social media is just really a glimpse into someone's life. It it does not necessarily represent who they are every second of every day. I think it's really easy for, for us, especially those of us that come from eating disorders, to look at another person's success or progress and think that because we're not as, quote, far along or whatever, that we don't, maybe we feel like we don't work as hard or we're not good enough in regards to recovery. So I just think that Right now, I think that social media can be really good, but it can also be really bad. And I'll go into more detail as to what I mean as we discuss uh, this throughout this episode, but where are we starting today, Rebecca? Uh, Beginning here, let's begin with Instagram. Uh, So Kat, how do you feel about this platform? All right. I, this is probably one that I get the most heated about. I don't know. I really like Instagram and I will admit I'm Mm -hmm. semi addicted to it. Although I would like to, (laughs) I am like working on not using it as much because I think I just mindlessly look at it, which is part of the problem. As far as the recovery community on Instagram, I think it can be awesome. There's a lot, especially, you know, since we have the decision to follow and unfollow who and who we want to, I, you know, my feed is filled with empowering women that have had eating disorders or body image disorders, and it's really, you know, fulfilling for me on my feed. I can actually, I can link some of my favorite accounts in the show notes. I don't know if you have any, Rebecca, but, uh, you know, that's where I think Instagram is a good place. It's, It's good for connectivity. It's, you know, empowering, and it's just, uh, I don't know if I have anything else more 
to say in regards to it being that good. However, I do think that there's a lot of negativity on Instagram, and I think it's almost too easy for us to see things we'd rather not see. If you look at the hashtag eating disorder on Instagram, it's full of young women and girls struggling with eating disorders. And many of them cheer each other on to get healthy and to eat, which is so great, but there's a part of me that just wants to tell these girls on social media that social media is the last place to go if you want help. It is literally the last place. I think instead of seeking advice from other girls who are just as sick, they should be you know, getting some professional help. And this is where I get heated because it just it makes me upset. It makes me cringe a little bit. I don't know. How do you feel? That's a good. Uh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that necessarily because, I guess because I haven't really searched that hashtag, but I can see where you're, you're right. And social media is ex- absolutely the last place you should go if you want to get help. If you don't have health insurance, that if you are you know, thinking that there's no way for you to get help. I mean, at least get into some kind of group, which are, should always be free, uh, or some kind of community where it is positive that is with, uh, one-to-one interaction. Uh, and then if you're going to like college, um, you should have healthcare automatically under the college that you're going to, Mm -hmm. uh, and they always have a counselor at the school. Always. They have to, uh, and you can see that counselor and oftentimes, uh, you'd be surprised that they're pretty, pretty well trained and stuff like this because it's fairly common. Um, especially in college. Yeah. And I know I, that's when I went to first went to college <clears throat> when I was a freshman, uh, I was still sick and they, I had to, or else I was going to get kicked off campus, which I eventually did, um, had to see the counselor every week. Mm-hmm. Um, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to attend the school. My thoughts about Instagram. I think the thing that hurts me the most is comparisons, which we'll probably talk about in like a completely separate podcast, but it's not always people's bodies. I'll, but also like their lifestyle and their aesthetic. Yeah, uh, you can kind of cur- curate your life to way- the way that you want it to look. And I find myself thinking I should have certain things or make my life look a certain way. And the inspiration sometimes turns into just self-loathing or doubt because I can't change or just go live on the beach or whatever. I don't mind people posting pictures of their food or their workouts or their bodies. Um, it is a little annoying to me. I posted a whole blog about ab checks, about body checks on, uh, on my blog, of course. And, <laughs> but anyway, I, I just think that's such a disordered thing to do. I understand if you're proud of something, you want to show it off. I mean, I often am proud of an achievement. Like I painted a whole room this weekend. So I said, Hey, look, I painted a room, but I just think that feeds into the whole mentality that like your body makes you valuable and it doesn't. Yes. But I really don't mind because I understand everybody's different. And some people, and you know, majority of people I would like to think who post that kind of thing don't have eating disorders. Yeah, but for me, it's just more like even if I do see that uh, type of thing, if someone's posting you know, their meals or their workouts or their body or whatever, it's for me that I'm not doing enough and I'm not good enough and it makes mm-hmm. me feel like a slacker. And like I said, the inspiration isn't even, it's not, for me, it's not motivation. It's just like, wow, I suck. <laughs> I agree. No. And like you mentioned, we'll discuss this more in depth with a podcast directed completely at comparisons. But yeah, Instagram, I think, is the, the place where if I'm going to feel like crap about myself, it's going to be from Instagram. Yeah. It, but we, like we mentioned in the beginning, social media is highly curated, mm-hmm. uh, just, just as this podcast is. I mean, it's not, we're not being fake on it, but we're editing out the blips and the bloops and things like that. So. Um, it's important, I think, to find people on there that are, who are real about 
on, on the, on my eat vibrant account, I follow more, um, like body positive and people in recovery and people in like the health coach community. But I have a separate personal account, which I've had for way longer. And most people that I follow on there are just people, you know, north normal lives. And I think to me, that's what I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I, I also have two accounts. I have a personal and then I have a professional, but my personal is a little less, you know, edited so there's something to say about that. I don't really, like, as far as my professional account, I guess I want it to look a certain way, but at the same time, I don't know why. Like, I'm just feeding into what Instagram is. It's all, like, aesthetic and... Yeah, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I definitely, um, you know, if you want to, like, make it look a certain way, that's fine. I really, I like, I like the way your account looks, and I think that's that's fine. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. I think it's just, like, when we get this idea that you know, this person's this way 100% of the time. Right. So bridging to our next social media Mm -hmm. platform, we have YouTube. And this is another one that I get super hot about because (laughs) it can get a little irritating for me. But Rebecca, would you like to start this time? Um, I think YouTube is a little bit like Instagram and the fact you can curate it and make it look the way you want. But I like YouTube for the most part. I really didn't get into the platform until lately because I would usually just look up live versions of songs I liked or cat videos, which I still do. But there is a lot of people on there I find, and I find a lot of what is recovery-based is people who have found uh, veganism, which I have my own thoughts on, um, some good, some bad. I'm not like one or the other about it. It has somehow cured themselves through veganism, which I don't totally agree with because I don't think having an eating disorder is about what you eat. Anyway, uh, there are also a lot of communities, I think, that are good, not even based around recovery. Um, I know I love, like, Hannah Hart and all those people because they're really positive and it's cool to see how other people live their lives, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I find myself doing the comparison thing there, too. YouTube's not something that I use a ton. Uh, I use it usually more as a utility to find something. Like I said, if I need to learn how to boil an egg or something <laughs> or, or tie a tie, do like you you do the yoga with adrian and i've mm-hmm. i've done her stuff before too because i really like her energy and her vibe mm-hmm. and uh, i like doing yoga i just am a sissy and won't go to a class so i don't know i mean i definitely feel like there's some good stuff and some bad stuff and since i'm still pretty kind of new to it i maybe i haven't gone to the abyss of it quite as much as i could have but um anyway that's my thoughts what about you uh i first thing in our notes here, you have written what I eat in a day videos. And that really stuck out to me because I think those for the recovery community are extremely dangerous. A lot of the time I find that I'll, I don't watch those videos. I think they're dumb. I don't think they're interesting. I don't think that's very good content, but if you're making money off of it, I guess that's what you do. But they, well, I have, no, go ahead. Well, I have, my, I have my theory as to why those are so popular. I think the people that are watching those, in my, in my opinion, are probably people who are really hungry. Mm-hmm. And you know how when you're really hungry, you kind of get obsessed with food. Mm-hmm. I know when I was really sick, I would, like, watch the Food Network all the time. Mm-hmm. Not that I, like, I don't really cook that well, to be honest. Nor do I really care about cooking a ton. Uh, it's more utilitarian to me. But I would, like, watch you know, cooking shows and I would read like Martha Stewart magazines because I was starving. So my brain was like, well, if you're not going to eat food, you're going to think about it 24 seven. And that's my right. theory, theory so you, on it. So you think that like the vloggers doing it are hungry? Or do I you, do. Yeah. I think a lot of them are. I mean, some of them I think are doing it probably to get hits, which mm-hmm. is fine. But I think people watching it are probably 
you know, in some way obsessed with food. Yeah, I think like the people who watch it or who want to see that, I I think they yeah they're obsessed with it. They want to be I don't know maybe they want to be fulfilled by someone else's、uh, schedule of eating. I don't really know, but I think that their those videos could be very triggering. I mean, I've watched them. I mean, I've straight up I've watched them before just because. You、oh know, yeah, sure. Me too. I wouldn't know about them if I didn't watch、mm-hmm. them. Exactly, and、uh, typically I find them on channels that are like fitness guru channels. And here's the thing that bothers me the most: is they'll start the video with their awesome epic breakfast that they can take 25 minutes to prepare. But you know, the average woman, you and I, have not—we do not have that much time in the morning to prepare this breakfast. And then、yeah. halfway through their little spiel, they'll say, "Oh." I forgot to film, or I forgot to eat lunch. So here's my dinner, and it's just—I think that puts in your mind that you can look this way, like this fitness guru that is paid to look this way. I think you know it puts in the mind of someone who may be predispositioned to be disordered that it's okay to skip a meal or it's okay to forget to eat.、Uh, you're still gonna look badass, or you're still gonna look great. You know what I mean? And I just, I just—I、um, don't know. It's yeah, the fitness channels. I think that. That are the worst for me. Yeah, and I think you have to understand too. Like those people, just like you would on Instagram, everybody's body is like genetically different, and a lot of people on there just have like already have great, you know, great physiques and stuff like that, and they're just like being marketed because of that.、Um, and but they are blessed with you know abs or a, a slim figure or whatever, and what they're eating. Is may not be what you need to eat, and you should probably try to figure that out without the help of a YouTuber who is、mm-hmm. not a doctor or a professional, or somebody who you would would want to look to, especially for that kind of advice if you're sick or、I、have think, been sick. I think that people who engage in social media or engage with someone online on social media who is big, quote unquote, there. Need to remember, or should remember. Actually, I'm going to use the word "should," and I don't like using that word. That not all these people, just because they have the views and the the money, they're not always professionals. They they learn as they go, just like we do in life. You know, I had you can't go to school to be a YouTuber. So, you know, I I would take some of their advice、yeah. about nutrition and their advice about meal replacement shakes, which everybody's boasting shakes. I would take it with a grain of salt, and if you're in recovery, honestly, I wouldn't even watch these videos. Oh no! Yeah, I, I think it's detrimental, and I think you can take you down a rabbit hole.、Uh, and yeah, I don't think they're a positive thing to watch. All right, so before I'm gonna calm down here, let's talk about <laughs> two social media platforms that I think we can kind of discuss together: Twitter、mm-hmm. and Facebook. I like Twitter.、Uh, I like it mostly because. It's like comedy,、uh, or for the comedy, you can follow like celebrities and stuff on there, and、um, I think it's a good way to network too. So maybe if you're trying to touch base with a coach or someone who inspires you in recovery, that would be an easy way of doing that or an easy platform.、Um, I don't take Twitter too seriously.、Uh, it's kind of I always say Twitter is kind of like your away message. If you remember AIM, you just put a song song lyric or like class lunch. Hanging with the gals, hit up the cell. You know, just like it's Twitter's whatever. <laughs> it is. I'm not a big fan. I, I've talked about it before in the the podcast. I'm getting used to it, but and I just actually got a Facebook account for school for 
nutri- for our nutrition school because you had to have one to connect with peers or whatever, or they mm-hmm. wanted you to have one. So I begrudgingly got one because I didn't have a Facebook for a long time because I was straight up like any other social media platform addicted to it. But now that I have Facebook, I only have, you know, less than 40 friends and they're all my family or close friends or you. So it's not like I do a lot of comparison like I did on my old account. However, you know, I, I don't know, Facebook doesn't really do anything for me as far as, you know, in regards to recovery. Yeah, I've had Facebook for like nine years now. I had it back in college. Uh, And I think it's a good way to keep in touch with people from your past. Mm -hmm. Uh, I keep in touch with some people who I am known from treatment uh, who are in recovery and are doing well. They have families now. Um, You know, they're doing great. And um, I've even been a part of groups so that uh, people from certain treatment centers I've been in so we can support each other. And I like think that's good. Um, I did take a break from it a few years ago in the beginning of last year, and I might do that again uh, because I don't get a ton of value out of it. And I do some comparisons on there, too, because I do have, like, a lot of people I went to college with. And, and most of those comparisons aren't about eating or my body or anything eating disorder related. It's all like, oh, my gosh, who got married? I hate you. Like, yeah. that's because that, I'm, I'm in that stage of my life where <laughs> I'm just like. Where everyone's I, having a baby or getting married. Yeah, and I'm not, which is, I mean, which is fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want to have a child right now, nor get married right now. But it's just, I, I do that whole "woe is me" thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I think Facebook's pretty harmless. I think I like your style, where you just keep in touch with close friends and family. Uh, maybe at some point I should do a whole purge and uh, just keep people that I really actually care about. Yeah, I think it makes it a lot easier for me. Just a healthier relationship with it because it did used to bring me some negativity almost like Instagram does now these days which is funny considering Instagram is owned by Facebook that you can kind of tell why Instagram is so saturated now it's almost like the new Facebook yeah it is I I mean I think if I deleted all social media I might still keep Instagram Mm mm-hmm Moving on, let's get off some traditional sites now and go to Tumblr. Uh, Tumblr is a microblogging site for those of you who might not know. Uh, it kind of got big a few years ago. Um, so what are you, your thoughts about that, Kat? I had a Tumblr um, when I was in college. And then when I started, when I moved in with Lance and I started getting you know better about my recovery, or I shouldn't even say better, when I started to really dedicate myself to recovery, I kind of gave up Tumblr just because... It was, maybe it's different for you, but I I don't really have that much, you know, attachment to it. When I was in my eating disorder, there was a lot of, there were a lot of girls that I kind of looked up to or whatever. But this, I don't know, how do you feel? Maybe you have more thoughts on this than I do. Yeah, I think this might be the worst next to Instagram because you can really post anything on Tumblr. They don't censor it. Uh, Although I think they do have warnings for certain hashtags like if you do search something that could potentially be triggering, like suicide or um, anorexia or something like that, uh, there is a big recovery community on t- on there, and I think that can be a great way to get some support. But it can be dangerous too because there are always there always seems to be someone on there with an opinion. So if you post an opinion, someone else might disagree with that opinion. You can fall down uh, into a big disagreement or argument with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had Tumblr for since I moved to Columbus, which is in 2008, uh, and I 
really used it. I didn't know how to use it in the beginning. I was like, what is this? I don't know how to use this. So I just really liked that I could post a song on there because <laughs> you can upload a, like an MP3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I liked that yeah, aspect of it. And it's really gotten so much bigger since then because I uh, used to blog back on MySpace. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I used to do every day like journaling. And it was really helpful for my recovery at the time too, because it would allow me to identify my emotions and allow me to have an outlet when I didn't have a therapist and when I didn't have a ton of friends in the beginning when I went back to college after getting healthy because I was not seeing a therapist at the time and I didn't really know anybody at the college I was attending until my last couple years. So it was it was a good thing for me to do and I view Tumblr, I viewed it as that in the beginning where I wrote a lot about my personal stuff uh, and now I just use it as a way to find funny memes So I don't know. I'm not really big into the recovery community on there. Um, I'm trying to a little bit because my Eat Vibrant blog is based off Tumblr. So there's you know, a way to search a hashtag and uh, repost something or reblog something. But I do think it can probably get bad. And I'm sure other people probably have more insight than I do. I just never got into that because when I did start the site, I was already at least five years probably or four or five years into recovery. And I just didn't, I didn't really identify as, as that. So I didn't, didn't research it or anything like that, I guess. I think the thing that scares me the most about Tumblr are the pro-Anna sites. And I yeah. don't know if they've really done, I don't know what they do about it now. I know that when I was active on Tumblr, they were doing a lot. They were taking a lot down. And that reminds me before we, you know, continue with this conversation, I think, and I don't know if you do this, but every time I see a pro-Anna account on Instagram and I did this on Tumblr, I reported it. I, there's no time for that nonsense. Uh, I'm sure they do because, like I said, they have a warning if you do search or if you do search a certain hashtag. Um, and I, I think they are getting better. <laughs> well, that's good. I would do the same thing. I think that's absolutely 100% destructive. Why would you allow that to continue to go on? I, that's worse than someone definitely showing their you know, their naked parts. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure they do because they were bought out by Yahoo a couple years ago and I'm sure they have more guidelines than they did when they were independently owned. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. There were a few girls that I kept in touch, not in touch with, but that I followed on Tumblr that I follow now on Instagram, which is kind of cool just because whether they know me or not, it's still like, okay, I remember these girls when I was really sick and we're all getting better. So, you know, we can do it. Like it's possible. Yeah. So that's, I really like social media, you know, thinking about this whole message today. I do like social media for that aspect, not just to be nosy and to know how people are, but to know that there's, you know, to know that you're never going to be alone, no matter how you feel. Yeah. And I think that is really good because I definitely got into community of people there that who I have met in real life and we become in real life friends. And that's really awesome to know that I could connect with people on in a way like that. And that's normal now. And I do. And a lot of those people I do follow on Instagram as well and uh, keep in touch with. So I think that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I think it's, it can be positive if you use it in a positive way. Social media is just a tool like anything else. It's a tool in your toolbox for recovery and for staying in recovery. You can use it in a positive way if you want to, you know, use it as a way to uh, get better, if you want to use it as a way to keep sick. It just, you know, depends on your, on, on your choosing. You have the ability to choose. It's not, 
um, it's not something that is either good or bad. Uh, it just depends on how you, you use it, like I said before. I agree. And that goes for every platform. I mean, you can take any, any of these social media sites and use them for your recovery or, you know, pretty quickly turn it against your recovery. So it just, it's a matter of staying in the moment, staying focused on the goal, which is recovering and mm-hmm. <clears throat> really, really respecting yourself when it comes down to it. And you can always press that unfollow button. Yep. And I encourage people to do that if they, um, it's people aren't, don't worry about offending somebody or hurting somebody's feelings, uh, because you are number one and you got to take care of you. And if they have a problem with you unfollowing them because you're not getting value out of whatever they're posting, uh, you know, even if you have to send them a message, if they ask about it or something like that, just say, Hey, you know, I, you know, for personal reasons, I can't follow you or something along those lines. Just use your best judgment. Yeah, you don't have to go into detail. Just, like, you don't have to say, well, I hate what you're posting and you're going to feel like crap. Just say, you know. You're really exactly negative what you said. all the time. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? Really negative all the time. You're so, so negative, I can't stand it. Then you well, turn into yeah. the bully, so don't do that. All right. <laughs> so I think that's wraps up. Oh, we went to, well, we didn't discuss Snapchat, but I don't really think that it really plays that much of a role in recovery for me right now, at least. No. We do have a Snapchat yeah. for the podcast if you're interested in following us. Real Recovery Pod. You can I'll link it below, but just in case um, you don't check out our show notes, it, it's Real Recovery Pod. And our Facebook is facebook.com slash Real Recovery Podcast. Or no, Real Recovery Radio, sorry. Yeah, check out the Facebook. Yeah, I just did that on a whim the other day. I'm like, okay, I hope Rebecca doesn't mind. <laughs> no, I thought about eventually doing it. I just wanted to do it. Uh, not everything all at once, right. you know? Yeah, and I think we had a good response on there. So if you guys give us a like, we'd appreciate it. Like it's, like we said, we'll be keeping it posted with up-to-date articles and blog posts and podcasts. So that is exciting. And I think next week's t- uh, next week's tenth episode, Rebecca won't be here, so Aww, I'm yeah. moving, so I'm, I'm going through a lot of changes right now. So I'm gonna take a break, but we have an exciting guest. Yes, so well, I'm not going to disclose any more information, but I'm just here to say that it's gonna be a good one. All right, well, hopefully, gosh, yeah, I think it'll be a good one, so I hope it'll be a good one. It will be. Mm-hmm. All right. So until next time, uh, you can find me at catpeters.com. And all my social media is linked down below, so and Rebecca's as well, so I'm not going to you know, spout off if you haven't uh, figured it out yet already. We do link everything we discuss in our show notes and the minutes or the seconds that we discuss certain topics in the show notes. So, All right. All right. Yeah. So, Rebecca, good luck with everything this week. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yep. I, hope, I think everything will go well. <laughs> okay, cool. And until next time, I guess keep it real, guys. Keep it real. Bye.